community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Tuesday. Thank you so much for being up and Adam. My name is Adam Montiel. Temps across the Central Coast, pretty much in the low to mid 60s. Cloudy conditions, chance of rain, all starting over and through the weekend. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Fun show. Day number five of Restaurant Week. Slow Restaurant Week. We are doing it. Slowrestaurantweek.com. I'm excited to partner up with the city of San Luis Obispo. We have another great restaurant to introduce you to today, Luna Red. We'll talk to Samantha Welch, who's the director of operations. Also, Chef John Pilling, Beto Gaitan, who is the bar manager, award-winning bar manager. I will say these guys know what they're doing at Luna Red. Also get a little sneak peek into what Novo is doing for Restaurant Week as well. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com, get the lowdown on not only how you can participate and support these businesses in what is normally a pretty slow month in the restaurant industry, trying to show these businesses some love, but also how you yourself, thanks to the city, who purchased a crud ton of gift cards, someone is going to win $1,000, $1,000 to gift cards from all of our participating restaurants. That is a collective $1,000 prize from all the different restaurants that participated in Slow Restaurant Week. It's so much fun. You can learn more at slowrestaurantweek.com. Before we get into our lo-fi headlines, let's thank our friends at the General Store, Paso, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and really all the best for your pantry at home. The folks at the General Store are the absolute bomb. I love them. we got to connect with Jolie this week. I promise that we will. Helping people connect with dozens of local makers, that is what they are about. Celebrating 10 years on the park downtown Paso, open daily from 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on weekends on Insta. Check them out at General Store Paso. All right, off to our lo-fi headlines. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. So is this really something that needs to stop or just a few grouches just ruining the fun? The federal government ordering states to stop putting funny messages on highway signs. We're talking about the light up ones that normally say like, buckle up, click it or ticket, don't drink and drive, right? Well, studies have shown that messages that include humor or even pop culture references can be good because you're more likely to remember them. Some states even let you submit your own ideas. I love that. But Buttigieg and the Department of Transportation, wow, they claim that can be dangerous. Funny messages can be dangerous. They take longer to read and they could cause crashes because people are laughing while they're driving. They can also confuse people. I suppose if you're real dumb. For example, (laughs) officials in Ohio got a call a few years ago when they posted a message for Christmas saying life is F-R-A-G-E-E-L-A-Y, drive safe. It's obviously... Um, They didn't get the reference to the movie (laughs) A Christmas Story. The feds recently updated their 1,100-page manual and said states have two years to comply with the new regulation and stop posting funny messages. We've got two years left to do it. So here's kind of some of the stuff that we're banning. And I've seen California's got a little bit of a sense of humor. I've driven by these, and they'll say some funny stuff. There's one, like, around the Delidio area and Madonna 
on the 101, like just shy of Madonna, Northbound 101. Anyway, some of these messages that are not going to be allowed anymore. Tailgating is for football, not highways. That's pretty good. What's worse than pineapple on a pizza? A car wreck. Visiting in-laws? Slow down, get there late. I think I've seen that one before. A texting and driving one that said, get your head out of your apps. That's pretty clever. I like that one. Don't be a stinker. Use your blinker. That's dumb. Another one at Christmas said Santa sees when you're speeding. Here's one for the 4th of July. It says, don't get star spangled hammered. <laughs> Luck of the Irish won't help you with a DUI on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, this is great. Lady I Fancy's from Maine. There's a couple up in that area that said, use your blinker. B-L-I-N-K-A-H. Go the extra yard this weekend. Drive sober. That's how it spells it out on the sign. Here's one perfect for Paso. 100 is the temperature, not the speed limit. And finally, this one's worth it. This one's good. A Ghostbusters reference that said, who are you going to call? Nobody, you're driving. So maybe the Fed shouldn't be getting rid of the funny and clever highway messages. What do you think? Is it worth it? Keep it straight. Just don't drink and drive. Keep it whatever. <laughs> no funny stuff. No funny business. All right, let's be honest. Glove compartments in our cars are often used to store things like sunglasses, paperwork, pretty much anything but gloves, right? A mechanic has weighed in in this article with suggestions on useful items that you definitely need to keep in your glove box. This is from Lifehacker. We should get Jimmy Purdy on this and see if this list is good. Number one, a flashlight. Your vehicle's manual, obviously, yes. Proof of insurance, registration, of course, some things that you might not have, a tire pressure gauge. That is smart. Little mini first aid kit, a pen and paper. Oh, how old fashioned of you. But that's a good idea. Spare fuses too. Also a great idea. Good to have backups in case one blows while you're on the road. You can reference your vehicle's manual if you don't know how to replace it. What do you keep in your glove box? Let me know. I'm curious about that. All right, this article is screaming, get your dad to sound off on this one because I'm wondering, I'm sure he's gonna say all these, but I am pretty confident he'll have a couple other musts for the glove box. Opa, a car expert weighed in on suggestions that would be useful items to keep in your glove box. And it includes flashlight, vehicles manual, proof of insurance, tire gauge. That's one that I thought you would like. Mini first aid kit, pen and paper, a multi-tool, spare fuses. What are some things that maybe that list is missing. What are some things that you should always keep in your glove box? Extra bulbs for the headlight or the taillight, always. Because you never bulbs. know when they're going to go out. That's yeah. true. You know, taillights, because you get pulled over for like if you have a brake light out or something like that, or a headlight at night. One that goes out, they both don't go out. And, and then the taillights usually are smaller bulbs and they come in packs of two. So you and then maybe get one for the turn signal and one for the brake lights also in the back or the front. Yeah, so it means you invest about 15, 20 bucks and you got those extras always uh, in your glove compartment. Anything else you can think of that belongs in the glove box? I mean, I got scotch tape I carry in mine, you know, for different reasons. Sometimes you got to tape things. I put my business card in the glove box, you know, just in there in case you know, somebody swipes it or something. I don't know, I'm just for ID mm -hmm. in there. A good working pen, a tire pressure gauge, a small flashlight, some extra bulbs. Yeah. You know, that's a good list. Kleenex. That's a good list. Yeah. Kleenex. That's yeah. another one. 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, I, I always have Kleenex in the back. Yeah, a box of Kleenex in the back all the time. So I always travel with a box of Kleenex because you you know you never need it for either. You know, you gotta you sniffle, you gotta blow your nose, or you use it to wipe your sunglasses or your eyeglasses. Um, so or clean something, clean the windshield or the side mirror. So it's always good to have. Um, so those are some good ones. I was just trying to think of things that were in addition to this list. Those are all great. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. so you're making a list. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Opa. Good. Okay. I love you. I got your email, so it's pretty good. All right. I'm going to call you after yeah. I'm done with this. I'll call you later on. Okay. I love you. Bye. There you go. That's Opa. All right. This is a great article. Somebody asked people to name foods that you cook wrong on purpose. And immediately when I read the story, I thought of my conversation with Leanne Standish from the Art Museum. I hope it's okay. I'll just call her out because she is literally in this article. Are there any things that you cook wrong intentionally? Kraft mac and cheese. Someone said the milk is completely unnecessary. They only add the butter so it's less runny. That's not a bad idea. Ramen noodles. This is what I heard over the weekend. Takes out all the water. So it's just the noodles and you leave maybe enough water to mix the flavor in. But I think Leanne's point was just do the the powder raw. Get it. Uh, mashed potatoes. One person said they only mash them a little bit. Another one said they prefer the skin on. I'm with you on that one. I think potato skin's really good. French fries. Most people like them crispy. Someone said they prefer them undercooked so they stay floppy and a little raw. What is with that person? That is demented. Okay, this one I have done before. It's sacrilegious. Breaking spaghetti in half. You're not supposed to. It's harder to, well, this is before you, this is when you're cooking it. It's harder to twirl the noodles around on your fork. So they say you're not supposed to to break it, but it's not impossible to do. It saves you the hassle of getting a really big pot out. And when you cut, I'm not going to say it because I feel so, I feel so, it's sacrilegious to say cutting your spaghetti because it's something you do when you're a kid. But when you do cut spaghetti, it makes it easier to put it on a fork. But no, I do the spoon, swirl it with the fork and the spoon, do it right. Finally, lots of people said they like foods overcooked or even burnt. Toast, love good like crispy toast. Eggs, popcorn, pasta to make it really soft. Broccoli for the same reason. Burnt hot dogs on the grill. Burning marshmallows for s'mores is another one I've seen people do. Some people like it burnt. All right, all this food talk, all this food talk. Want to talk to our friends at Luna Red. It's next. So much thanks to our friends at McClintock's, the place to be since 1973. It's 50 years. McClintock's legendary heritage status with that steakhouse, the saloon, the products, of course. The F. McClintock's Recipe 15, this is their collab whiskey they did with Maker's Mark. Get it in a cocktail when you're hitting up their happy hour every day, four to six Check out our friends at McClintock's, McClintock's.com. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. All right, here we go. Day numero cinco. It is Slow Restaurant Week. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com. Looking forward, we are headed to uh, the Mission. Downtown San Luis Obispo, right next door, Luna Red. One of uh, the absolute best patios in San Luis Obispo. Great plates, shareables, entrees. We're going to talk to Chef John Pilling, the Director of Operations, Samantha Welch, also Beto Gaetan, who is the bar manager. Let's get downtown to Luna Red. Beto Gaetan is their bar manager. I should say award-winning bar manager. What is up, Beto? How are you, my man? Doing great. How about yourself? 
good. How was uh, the New Year treating you? And how does somebody like you who really treats their cocktails like food look at the new season, the new year, and what you want to approach, you know, from a mixology standpoint? Yeah, so as you know me, and I've been with before when we went to the Mid-State Fair, I always try to do something different, something unique, something that uh, can present at a table. As our food is really delicious, I also want to have our cocktails translate to that. So for the new year, I always try to see for anything new or something I can experiment with, even like even this cocktail here, which uh, paired with our with the fantastic meal that our chef did. Yeah, this is for Slow Restaurant Week. This is your perfect pairing, and we're going to talk to chef in a second, but what is the cocktail that you prepared for Slow Restaurant Week and for me right here at the table? Yeah, so I wanted to do something savory and as well as something herbal. So what I did was I Pueblo Viejo Añejo. I wanted to do a wash with toasted sesame oil. And I was looking on the internet, seeing what I could do, and then just found out with FUD. And I'm like, oh, that's sounded really cool to implement. So I made a FUD spice syrup, and as well a basil, jalapeno, and mint tincture. And then pair that with lime juice. And then I just, for aesthetic purposes, I also wanted to clarify it because it looks cool. But at the same time, I chose to do it with coconut cream because it gives it undertones of coconut at the end of the cocktail. Yeah, you have a lot of balance in your cocktails. This one too. I mean, you get all those things that you mentioned, a little bit of spice, a little bit of this, and some herbaceousness, but it comes across so balanced. And I love how you clarified it because it looks so pretty in the glass and it really shows off that like diamond rock ice that you have in there. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Beto, for sharing with me. As always, love your stuff and look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, Chef. Thank you for catching up with me. Thanks for being up and out of, man. Yeah, it's good to see you again. Man, your creation for Slow Restaurant Week, this eats like your five-star dinner. This is so good. Tell me what is on this plate. I love it. Uh, we got uh, filet medallions with a little help from our friends over at Mighty Cat Mushroom out in Paso Robles. Yeah, yeah. They sent me some mushrooms, and um, we're sautéing those in a Madeira wine sauce with a little bit of butter and uh, shallots, garlic, red onions over a house-made arepa, which is a maseca, sort of a maseca biscuit with uh, queso fresco cheese in, on the interior. So it's like a biscuit and a tortilla got together in a way, right? Right. It's a gluten-free, it's a gluten-free form of a, a biscuit or a, a Hispanic-style biscuit that we use for our, for our brunches. We use them for our Benedicts. You know, it's, they're really popular here. They're nice, crispy, but still, like, airy on the inside. It's really good. Really crispy, holds its form on the outside, doesn't succumb to anything on it or around it, like sauces. But then when you cut into it, and believe me, I've been using a fork for this dish. The mushrooms, the filet, the arepa, everything cuts with the side of a fork. It is so soft and tender. And inside, like you said, pillowy, airy, biscuit goodness inside. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's been going over really well, so if you get a chance, come down and check it out. We're having a good time with it. Um, it's actually part of a future thing for our menu. We're going to go to a little bit more entrees here in the future, and so we're taking some of our appetizers that are working now, like they work really well, and changing them into entrees to for more of the entree style people. A little, we're seeing a little bit more single diners out. A little bit of a change of direction, but still doing the same old thing in the same sentence. Yeah, right. I mean, don't, you know, it's like you never want to fix what's not broke, and you guys do so many things well, but to kind of have your finger on the pulse of what you're noticing, what people are doing when they're coming in, it makes sense. I get it, and this is a great new addition to the menu. SlowRestaurantWeek.com. You can see what Luna Red is doing what is the name of this beautiful creation once again, sir? That's uh, filet medallions with Madeira wine sauce. 
with those Mighty Cap mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms, yeah. So good. Love, Chris. Love what they do at Mighty Cap. Paired with this cocktail. Chef, I got to say, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for putting this plate together for me and for also celebrating Slow Restaurant Week. Thanks for being up at Adam. Thank you, Adam, for coming by. Samantha Welch, Director of Operations for Blue Mango, Luna Red, and Novo. It is great to have you up in Adam. Thank you. Happy to be here. What you guys put together was, I mean, just like a home run. It tastes so good. So excited about it. I challenged John with something delicious and something kind of comforting for winter, and this is what he came back with, and never would have imagined it, but it's so delicious. And Paris, great. Beto really uh, came with it with that cocktail, huh? I love it. I really love to see the bartender's creativity shine and their understanding of flavors and knowing what will work with one another and I think the drink that he turned out was actually really really impressive to go with this meal. It's just like you know now you have that side of the restaurant totally you know mindfully thinking of seasons and produce and prep just like kitchens have been doing for a long time. I mean your mixology department and that bar is just like an extension of the kitchen. Absolutely especially at this restaurant in particular the bar has almost um, been an extension of the kitchen more so than an extension of the front of the house because so much of the byproduct that comes out of the kitchen is used in our bar program, like the pineapple rinds, for example, for making our salsas and different things in the kitchen become our tapache behind the bar. In planning this and really taking what was Slow Restaurant month before and how can we, you know, still do something and not leave these restaurateurs in San Luis Obispo, not just downtown, but citywide, feeling left behind in a month like January, which is notoriously slower. And you guys, I love how you put it before we jumped on the air. You guys all got into a meeting, you came out with a plan, and it must have been really cool to be kind of, you know, on the foundation of what we see as the restaurant week now. It, it was really, really an honor to be asked. Uh, Molly Cano and uh, Jackie Clark Charlesworth both really wanted to bring something back to the city because I think the the desire to do a restaurant week, restaurant month something was within the business owners of the city of San Luis Obispo, but it was having a bit of trouble getting traction outside of the city core. So they really wanted to bring it back to life. So yeah, we met, we researched a bunch of different ideas. We knew it didn't want to be something where we were asking restaurants to offer a discount or anything like that, but just doing something creative, something different for that time. Also, it seemed like a month was a little bit too long. It seemed like a week was maybe the way to go. So bottle of rosé and a lot of different ideas thrown against the wall. We came out with a plan. It's it's a lot of fun and I like the idea of like a long 10 day week bookended by some weekends and it is a part of a larger picture that is all month and that is Eat Local Bonus. An idea where if you collectively can you know gather your receipts of 100 bucks, you can take them to our visitor center and get a $25 rebate. I saw that you just post something recently where, I mean, I mean, you you kind of had a little haul too. I, mean, I found out Lady I Fancy's got three Madonna and gift cards from last year's. Dang! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was late to the party to take advantage of Buy Local Bonus by the time that I had gotten around to pulling my receipts together to get into the chamber that it already sold out, which is really exciting. That means that a lot of people took advantage, but I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out this time. So I pulled my receipts from the first week of dining and and we dine out a lot. It's one of our favorite things to do. Um, and it's where we like to budget. Um, so was able to get a couple of really great gift cards to Beta's Beer Garden, to Bing's Bow Buns, and then also CCB, because you gotta love CCB. 
cuddle of CCB. Yeah, we just had on Beta uh, last week on the show. He's so good. His story is so cool, too. So great, great get on that gift card. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple people, they're like, man, you got some really, really good ones. There's still great <laughs> ones available, but you you hit the money load. What's uh, going on with uh, coming around the corner for the beginning of 2024 for Lunar Red? Obviously, you were supporting the Lunar New Year, a Valentine's Day. I mean, it's a lot. You guys are always got something going on. Always something going on. No rest for the wicked around here. We are really looking forward to the plans for Lunar New Year this year. Uh, Lunar Red is owned by Robin Covey and Shani Covey. Shani's um, actually Chinese heritage. So it's it's exciting to be able to bring this celebration that is is in the works into Luna Red right down the street. Uh, so Chinatown is doing a really really cool celebration, and then we're the week of Lunar New Year. We're planning on running a an authentic, really delicious special to honor the history and help expand the footprint of that celebration outside of Chinatown and and hopefully down the street and throughout the city. Also, just down the street, your other property, Novo. Also participating in Slow Restaurant Week. What do they got going on? Novo, we are we are just getting our feet settled in the new bar, in the new front lounge area. It's absolutely beautiful. If you haven't checked it out, definitely please do. We will be running Restaurant Week over there as well. We're doing a vegan curry special. It's a golden curry. It has a very slight bit of heat to it, but not too much at all. And a really lovely take uh, gin take on a mojito. Uh, Samantha Welch, she is the Director of Operations here. It's Luna Red and Novo. Check them out participating in Slow Restaurant Week. Find out what they're doing. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com. Samantha, it's always great to catch up with you. Thank you for being up and Adam. Thanks, Adam. Thanks to the friends at Luna Red. Thanks also to our friends at Tin City Distillery, located in one of the hottest tasting locations, Tin City, baby. Tin City Distillery, open for tastings of their spirits. Also, they're just a cocktail bar, seven days a week. Get in there and get some refreshments. You can take tours of the distillery on the weekend. Their spirits are of the absolute highest quality and caliber. The brandy, made from some of the best vineyards, most coveted cult status vineyards in Paso. They got the connects. Their canned cocktails, elevated, refreshing, They're beautiful. TinCityDistillery.com for more. Follow them on Insta at TinCityDistillery. All right, tomorrow on the show, continuing, it'll be day six. We're halfway through, pretty much halfway through with Slow Restaurant Week. We'll talk to our friends at My Friend Mike's. Such good pizza. If you have not tried the pizza, I talk to so many people that don't even know this place is round. Cool kids know what's up, but I'll tell you, it's one of those things, if you know, you know. I-Y-K-Y-K, my friend Mike's. Lowbro neighborhood, Broad and Woodbridge, where were that crazy uh, stoplight thing they put up that nobody knows how to do right? Yeah, my friend Mike's. Also later this week, uh, Chef Nicola from uh, Mistura and Mama's Meatballs, trying to get our friends from the Platypus on here. Gonna introduce you to some really fun folks for Slow Restaurant Week. We will continue tomorrow with Mike from My Friend Mike's. 
All right, do you want to say thank you again to McClintock's General Store Paso, Dow Vineyards, we help you legal, Tin City Distillery, Woods Humane Society, and more for being up and at them. Also, thanks to our friends, Moonshiner Collective, for the original music on the show. Start again and Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. Thanks for making this the first podcast of your day. And I hope you have rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the show. If not, thank you in advance for doing just that. Also sharing with a friend. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you so much for being up and at it. Start again. Let's start again.